0: This is an IG paid post. The news and editorial staff of the Financial Times had no role in its preparation. We now know that the 12th of December is the date for the UK general election, the fallout on Friday the 13th. Those that want clarity for the markets are desperately hoping that this will be the pivot point and as a nation we'll be able to move on or at least move into the next chapter, either one way or the other. Joining us today around the table is Joshua Mahoney, his IG technical analyst with a market view. But first of all, let's turn to Joshua Warner, IG senior market journalist, who has written at length about the current political impasse, uh, really centred around Brexit, isn't it, Josh Warner? Brexit seems to be the central pivot point. Are you focusing on that as the main point of this election?
1: Uh, it certainly is the key issue. Um, the problem is right now is that there's no majority in Parliament and no one can get their version of Brexit through. So this election is supposed to be a way of you know, giving someone the power to, to finally resolve Brexit. I think the one benefit of the divisiveness at the moment in Parliament is that Voters have a choice across the board of what sort of Brexit they want. You've got the Conservatives who are pushing for Johnson's deal. Um, There's also reports that they might be taking no deal off the table when they release their manifesto. Labour are going for a second referendum but have said they'll remain neutral uh, on which side to campaign for. The Lib Dems have said they will revoke Article 15, cancel Brexit, but have also said they're open to a second referendum. And the Brexit Party, a very clear message of a no deal, otherwise known as a hard Brexit.
0: Yeah, and of course, we've got the Scottish National Party in the mix as well. But Josh Mahoney, if I can bring you in, how is the market positioned for this event on the 12th of December?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, if you're looking for a market that people are trading around about Brexit, it's always going to be related to the pound, always a good reflection of what's happening from an economic perspective and how people think that the uh, UK economy is going to be down the line. I would say where the pound is at the moment is somewhere above a hard Brexit, somewhere below uh, a softer Brexit. Um, But certainly if we did see something that potentially completely changed it around, let's say a second referendum where we saw the uh, Remain vote win out, that's where you could see the massive bounty of a big reversal of that big pound decline that we've been seeing through recent years. Um, But certainly at the moment it's sort of a wait and see moment as we try and see exactly what type of Brexit we're going to see.
0: Yeah, it's only five weeks to go, so we'll, uh, we'll take a rain check on that and see if we can get a better update for you closer to the event. Josh Warner, how certain is the political picture? What has this general election got in store?
1: Um, Well, it's not as certain as you would hope. Um, Current polls suggest that the Conservatives are are quite comfortably still the largest party, uh, on about 36% ahead of Labour on 25. Um, But when you look at bookmakers, there seems to be about a 50-50 split between a Conservative majority and a hung Parliament. Now, the problem is on both sides uh, of the Brexit coin is that the vote could potentially be split. So uh, on the Remain side... Um, the the rise of the Lib Dems has has taken voters primarily from from Labour and then the remainers from from across the political spectrum. Whereas on the other side, uh, the the rise of the Brexit Party under Nigel Farage has, has also um, uh, split the the votes on, from Conservatives. So right now. No parties seem very willing to work with one another, but that could easily change over the coming weeks. The Lib Dems have said at the moment that they would be unwilling to work with Corbyn um, because they don't see him as a a fit prime minister. Whereas the Brexit party have offered an alliance to the Conservatives, uh, what they're calling a leave alliance. um, But they want Johnson to drop his deal and go for a no deal Brexit in return, um, which so far they have said no to. But again, that door seems to be open. The threat at the moment is that we could end uh, back exactly where we started um, with complete split, hung parliament and no parliamentary arithmetic to go anywhere for Brexit.
0: Look, I was really hoping you weren't going to say that because that's the problem, isn't it, here, is the fact that we just do not know, obviously, where this is going to go. Josh Mahoney, if I can bring you back in and take a look at the markets, just pick that apart and take a look at potentially how the pound could react. Let's take, first of all, um, uh, an outcome with the Conservatives uh, with a majority. A Boris Brexit by Christmas, which is what we're promised, Where's Sterling go?
2: Look, I think it would move towards the upside. Ultimately, when we saw this referendum result come out in the first place in 2016, I wouldn't necessarily say that everyone was expecting to see a no-deal Brexit, but we did see sharp downside off the fact that people, by and large, think this is going to be negative for the UK economy. Now it feels like everyone thinks, well, actually, this no-deal Brexit could happen, and that's actually the, the big issue to worry about. And if we got some sort of deal across the line, quite frankly, I think people just wanted some sort of deal across the line. And bearing in mind this would uh, indicate a transitional period, uh, which would certainly soften the blow, I think for markets that would be a, a significant sigh of relief that we weren't all of a sudden going to drop off a cliff edge um, for the UK economy. So I think it would be perceived as a positive for the short term. Then it's going to come down to how it is the economy reacting, like I said, a transitional deal. But I think it would also be able to raise the optimism uh, when it comes to businesses, when it comes to uh, individuals within the economy. And when you see uh, that sort of ramp up in confidence, you're likely to see the economy actually improve as well. And again, that could give a secondary boost in terms of the pound.
0: Okay, let's take the political flip side to that and ask you about a Jeremy Corbyn-led Labour win on a majority What then happens to Sterling? This big question about whether or not a a cliff-edge Brexit or a Jeremy Corbyn government is worse for the UK economy. Difficult to to work out, or is it a a fairly easy call in the markets?
2: I think it's relatively easy, um, quite honestly. I think, you know, if you ask your your ordinary man down the pub a lot of the time, they'll say, you know, a Jeremy Corbyn uh, government could be a a nightmare for the UK economy – and whilst there are a number of pretty hardline socialist policies that he wants to bring in i think by and large you know the idea that we'd have another referendum could be a massive boost for the pound you know so i think that is likely to outweigh the idea that we could see nationalisation of some of the different industries which i don't think would make a huge amount of difference to the pound itself so i think you know if you took it look at take a look at the pound from a spectrum of no deal brexit one end to a uh, complete revocation of that initial vote that would point towards that potential uh second referendum and possible a uh, remain vote which should be very very strongly in favor of the pound so yes you could see some weakness um in an ordinary circumstance but this isn't ordin- ordinary circumstances and that could point towards that like i said that massive boost in terms of the pound coming into play
0: okay josh warren let's just finish off with you and remind ourselves that this isn't just about Brexit. We do have other policies in the bag here up on uh, the list for for politicians to tick off. What is it we should be focusing on outside Brexit?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, Brexit will always remain the the key overriding issue. Um, But whoever wins this election will be given a five-year mandate and will be in charge of, you know, the domestic policies, future trade, that they're going to have a lot to deal with. The one theme that comes out of nearly all of the promises by all parties so far is that they all want to spend, spend, spend compared to current levels. Um, for the Conservatives, that's about unwinding austerity that they've imposed over the last nine, ten years. Um, Labour, as as sort of Josh said, um, you know, more more radical reforms. Um, but whether or not they actually go through with them is unclear in terms of renationalisation for example um, and then I think the other big point is also the calls for Scottish independence and also Welsh independence as well that has also got louder and they could definitely come into play. S&P have said that you know they would want that as a requirement of anyone that they want to prop up and that is a big ask of any potential Prime Minister coming in. But I think the big issue right now is that the economic outlook on which all of this is based is very unclear until Brexit is resolved. So all the promises that are being made have to be taken with a pinch of salt because ultimately governments don't know what budget, what economy they're going to be handling next year, because Brexit is simply still on the table.
0: Okay, the big Brexit hurdle, to be clear. Gentlemen, thanks indeed for joining us. joining us there in today's podcast was Josh Mahoney, IG technical analyst, and Josh Warner, IG senior market journalist, concentrating recently on the election on the 12th of December.